Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will preview the 2022 high school football season with Bloomington Herald Times sports writer Jim Gordillo. Hagerstown Little League is headed to Williamsport. The Hoosier Amateur Golf Tournament crowned new champions. And the Indiana Cutters took on the Sin City Buccaneers in the final regular season game. We will have our high school scoreboard update, and we'll look ahead to the week in IU Athletics. So let's talk sports. And we will start with Hagerstown Little League going to the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania next week. Hagerstown beat North Laurel Little League from London, Kentucky 4-3 in seven innings to win the Great Lakes Regional title. Hagerstown is 61 miles east of Indianapolis and 17 miles northwest of Richmond and 91 miles from Whitestown where the game was played. Hagerstown won the state championship in 2013 and this is their first time going to Williamsport and they will play Davenport, Iowa next week at 1 o'clock on Thursday and the game will be on ESPN. The Golf Week Hoosier Amateur Invitational was held at the IU Foul Course last Monday through Wednesday. The third annual event crowned new champions for the third straight year as Sierra Stout, who is from Franklin, Tennessee and plays for Lipscomb University in Nashville, won the women's tournament with a score of 223. She beat Jocelyn Birch of Carmel and Purdue University by one stroke. Nell Sertani from Noblesville and who attends Purdue University won on the fifth playoff hole to be IU freshman Cal Hoskins of Warsaw in this tournament. So congratulations to both golfers. There were several local players in this tournament, including Bloomington South junior Landon Happy Gilmore. He finished tied for 39th with a 19 over par. Jace Day, Edgewood grad Mitch Orr, Drew Todd, Jacob Payne, and Robert Wise, all Monroe County natives. Jason Bannister from Bloomfield was tied for 17th with a 12 over par, 225. Hannah Tanaka from IU was 19th with a score of 255, which is 42 over par, but another successful Golf Week Hoosier Amateur Tournament at the foul course with many more to come in the upcoming years. The Indiana Cutters semi-pro football team lost to the Sin City Buccaneers 19-16 Saturday night at Walnut Hills High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. Kenny Martin was 11 for 16 with 107 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. He found Noah Ponce in the second quarter on a 31-yard strike with a Dre Atkins extra point. Dante Hart added a three-yard touchdown run with 5.50 to go in the third quarter as Atkins added the extra point to make it 14-13. to The Buccaneers scored with 28 seconds to go on an 11-yard touchdown pass, but the kick was blocked and the Cutters returned it for a two-point conversion by Cantrell Harris. Going into the day, the Cutters, the Indiana Tornadoes, and the Kentucky Cardinals were all 4-5 and five on the season. 
All three teams lost, so the tiebreaker came down to head-to-head record between the three teams, and the Cutters had a 3-1 and overall record against the Tornadoes and the Cardinals. Therefore, the Cutters win the division and will host the Sin City Buccaneers in a divisional playoff game this Saturday night. High school sports time, let's check our high school scoreboard. While in girls golf, Brownstown beat Edgewood 220-232 and also Brown County scored 233. In volleyball, Edgewood won the Mooresville Invitational, beating Lawrence Central, Mooresville, and Heron all 2-0. In girls soccer, Bloomington South beat Jasper 3-0. In cross-country, Bloomington South was third. Girls at the Terre Haute South Valley Cross kickoff. Bloomington North boys were third. Bloomington South boys were fifth at the Valley Cross kickoff. Bloomington North girls competed in the Gibson Southern Hokum Carum relays. There was no team score. Edgewood competed in their own Keith Puckett Invitational. The boys were second while the girls won the event. High school football starts this Friday with Bloomington North at Mooresville at 7. Mitchell will play Edgewood at 7. That is now a home game at Edgewood. Mitchell's getting a new turf field, and that is not ready yet. So that game has been moved from Mitchell to Edgewood. And Bloomington South is on the road at New Albany with kick at 7.30. That is a look at your high school scoreboard. When we come back, we will preview the 2022 high school football season with Bloomington Herald Times sports writer Jim Gordillo. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is New York Jets offensive lineman and IU grad Dan Feeney. You're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is the sports writer for the Bloomington Herald Times, here to preview the 2022 high school football season. Jim Gordillo is my guest. Jim, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. August 19th, week one of the high school football season. A bunch of big games for the local teams, Bloomington North at Mooresville, Bloomington South at New Albany. 
Edgewood's going to open up at home against Mitchell. Of course, we'll talk about the reason why that game has been changed. Originally a road game. And then Eastern Green hosting Springs Valley. Which of the four games are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be biting the bullet for the staff and making the long drive down to New Albany. So that'll be my game. But I, I think, yeah, obviously the one around here that certainly is interesting is, you know, Bloomington North at Mooresville. Uh, you know, North's obviously the last few years has opened up with, with Greenwood and really made a conscious decision to to go out and, and find a game that was going to give them a real test uh, before running into South, because that's kind of been the problem the last two or three years is that, you know, Greenwood hasn't really tested them. Bedford hasn't really tested them and, and Terre Haute South has it. And then boom, they run into Bloomington South. And, and that's, that's been a game they, you know, obviously they've, they've come up a little short in the last couple of years. So I, I think they wanted to go out and, uh, you know, they changed their schedule a little bit this year. They obviously picked up Columbus East too. So later in the season, Mooresville are probably going to be open the season. I'm sure ranked in the top 10 in 4A. Got a stud at quarterback who uh, probably ought to be playing linebacker somewhere. Big kid. They've got athletes up there. And so that's just going to be a, a great way for, for this a really loaded Bloomington North team to find out uh, where they're at right away. Bloomington North, you know, loses Reese Lozano as a four-year starter. Goes to IU as a walk-on. They're going with Dash King as a sophomore, but he's got a lot of weapons that return, including Aiden Steinfeld, who you mentioned is now going to be a two-way player. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, really, that's when you look up and down the lineup, offense and defense, a lot of familiar faces back from last year. A lot of those kids that were on the field as sophomores and even as freshmen, you know, are now juniors, now seniors. And so, yeah, that, that, I think a very promising season ought to be ahead for Bloomington North. It's going to be guys like, uh, Max Winalda, guys like Eden Steinfeld, you know, your stud athletes are some of the guys that they're going to be. And there's about a couple other guys in there that are going to get a chance to go both ways. But at the same time, you know, I was talking to Scott last night and he like, he loves his depth at every position. He, I mean, he's got four guys back from starters in the secondary, a couple linebackers back couple defensive linemen. He's got four of his five offensive linemen back. You've got Cody Mikulich back. You've got Steinfeld back as we, as we, as we talked, one of the, obviously one of the, the best linebackers in the state, even as, as a junior already. You got several wide receivers back from last year, Yarno Hicks uh, being the leading guy there. But so he's got, he's got a lot of, a lot of good A team bodies. And I really, he really likes the fact that he's got a lot of B team bodies. So he's going to be able to, to rotate guys and, and, and keep them uh, fresh. And even though guys will be two platoon players, you're not going to, I don't think he feels like he needs to, you know, have Aiden Steinfeld uh, out there on field, uh, you know, the entire game. I know that is the one thing that I, I saw in the preview is that Bloomington North opened up with over a hundred kids coming out this year to start fall camp. So that's something that Scott Bless is not accustomed to having, as you talked about, that much depth with that many bodies. Yeah, and, and he's gotten some good athletes. I mean, you look at Gray Hostetler, you know, his brother Chase, obviously one of our better wrestlers around here. And, you know, how often do you get a, get a junior walks in, uh, you know, 6'3", 180 pounds, and, and, you know, has that wrestling background, and boom, you put him at defensive end opposite Aiden Steinfeld. I mean, what are you looking at as a quarterback when you've got a couple of guys like that shutting down the edge on you? You also mentioned Cody Miklish. I'm I'm here in the service academies are very interested in him, and he's looking 
to wind up at one of those, where do you think he winds up? Good question. I, I know he's got an offer from my Air Force and Army. You know, obviously he's not going to turn down an offer from anybody. Yeah, I think that's a, a that's a place that, yeah, certainly it sounds like it fits his demeanor. And obviously, yeah, a terrific athlete, you know, and as good as he's been, you know, Scott's telling me that he's going to be even better this year. And, and you know, that's going to be a big piece for, for Dash King, the new quarterback, to lean on. You know, that's the thing is that, you know, if you're going to be a sophomore your first year as a starting quarterback, what better situation to walk into where you've just got so many guys you can lean on this year. And obviously Cody's going to be one of them, whether you're running him up the middle, whether you're running him around the end, whether you're putting him in a slot and, and sending him out in pass formation, or whether he's back there uh, picking up a blitz for you. That's a great, great, great piece for uh, him to have. Last year, the Cougars were 7-4. and four. They lost to South in the sectional final 24-17. to 17. Expectations are high on the north side this year for the Cougars to go far in the tournament. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I mean, even last year, I mean, you look at what happened in that sectional final that you walk in there and, you know, you're losing Cody Mikulich. If they've got Cody Mikulich that night, I, I, who knows how that game turns out? And and who knows how things turn out against New Albany at, in that rematch. I, I think last year they felt like they had a team that could have made it to semi-state. And so I'm certainly with with all the starters and with all the pieces that they've added to what they brought back. Yeah, I mean, I've got to think that, you know, that's got to be your goal this year. Obviously, you take it one game at a time, but I, there's no reason to, to say, hey, why not us? Why, why can't we be uh, there in that final four or five A? Switching gears to Bloomington South, 8-3 and three last year. They lost to New Albany in the regional final, 33-14. They beat them a season ago, 50-20 to 20 in the opener. They open up with New Albany. You said New Albany has lost a lot of their skill players. What's the expectations down there on the south side for the Panthers? Well, yeah, same. I think same as always. I think Bloomington South is always going to be Bloomington South. You know they've they've got several of their good pieces back from from, from last year. They're I think skill skill position wise, both on offense and defense. The big thing for them, I think, is going to be okay. How what what do they do as far as putting their uh, offensive and defensive lines back together? That's where graduation. You know, losing guys like Sam Young and whatnot. You know, you look. You're probably going to build things around Noah Fox. You know, he's a guy that certainly is going to be there I would assume on, on both sides of the ball it'd be kind of hard to keep him out of there you know they've got a situation where you've, you've got two starting quarterbacks coming back you got Zach David who started last year but obviously battled with some injuries which gave Jaron Alley an opportunity after coming over from north I mean shoot kid comes in and leads him to a play- playoff win got obviously got put in a tough situation down at New Albany in the regional, you know when you lose your running back you leave your starting quarterbacks out your centers out you know it'll be interesting to see who wins that battle? Both of them have different skill sets, I guess, different strengths they bring to that spot. I think they're they're pretty they're pretty good at, at running back. Where you got either Gavin Adams and Ben Morrison, who got time last year, and then uh, you know with receivers. Uh, obviously, I think DeAndre Black is a kid I've you know we watched grow up from a freshman, turned into one of the state's best hurdlers. Probably going to be one of the state's best wide receivers as well by the time he's done. He's got some great hands. Obviously, good leaping ability. And then some other kids they've thrown in there. A new kid, uh, Ty uh, to Shetter. They're really high on. So there's a couple of targets there to help kind of, you know, and obviously, yeah, Lucas Walden's another guy, a three-sport kid, kind of like in that Maddox Blackwell mold. 
plays basketball, plays very good baseball player. So, you know, you've got a, a real three tool, you know, five tool athlete there that can do a lot of different things for you. Again, there's some other places there where they've got to do, you know, when you take the McCullough's away, uh, that's a couple of athletes who did a lot of good things for you last year. So you've got to find some bodies there, but obviously they've still got Ty Smith back. Obviously going to be a good tight end, but obviously he was a very good linebacker for them as well. Tyson Smith, you mentioned Big Ten recruit, several schools after him. Where do you think he winds up? That's a good question. Not only in what school he winds up at, uh, given all the, you know, said obviously the offers and the attention. He's been to places, he's been to camps at Ohio State and, 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 and all over the country. Question is, does, does he go as a tight end? Does he go as a linebacker? You know, does he go someplace where they, you know, <laughs> take him as either one and just see where he fits best depending on on how the recruiting goes i think that's his athleticism certainly you know you you love a, a bringing in a kid like that because like i said yeah you can go you can go either you know you can go offense with him you can go defense with him the panthers have a open week in week eight looks like it's gonna have to be an out-of-state school have you heard anything I know they have been actively trying to get somebody to come play them, and it would be a home game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Even with this new rule, I guess that they've they've started to implement where teams can Indiana can now play some some teams from farther away. But yeah, they just got stuck in a bad spot when Hammond Morton dropped that game on them last year, and then decided that they didn't want to come back down here this year. That's just a tough spot in the season because whether it's here in Indiana. Or even if it's over in Illinois, which is a week behind us when they start their season over there, or you know Ohio, a lot of these places, almost everyone's got a conference game that time time of year, and so that's just going to be a, this for this at least you know this year it's going to be a hole in their schedule. Now next year they picked up Columbus East, and obviously this year they're, they're going to end the season with uh, Seymour, which could put them in an interesting situation where, you know, they could wind up drawing Seymour in the opener. So, um, but I think it's going to be a tough thing. It's the, obviously, the, the tough thing for them is they've, they've actually had experience with playing one game over like a three week stretch because that's what's going to happen. You're not going to have a game in week eight. You're going to have the one game in week nine, and then you're going to have another week off you know, for the bye week before you start sectional play. So that's just, yeah, it's a situation. Now, they, that's this will be what the third year in a row they've kind of had to go through something similar to that. In the past, it was due to COVID. And again, last year, COVID again, which is what took Hammond Morton out. So um, it's a very unfortunate situation for them. But hopefully, you know, having Columbus East filling in that spot and getting everything, you know, kind of that nine-game schedule back uh, will will certainly help down the road. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Jim Gordillo after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, 
Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and of course the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Everybody, I'm Hardy the Hat Guy. I think it's safe to say that I am Indiana's biggest fan of high school baseball. And I'll tell you what, I am a fan of talking sports with Nick Jenkinson with the South Central Indiana News Network. Catch him. He is interviewing people across the state. and I'm loving what he's doing. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Bloomington Herald Times sports writer, Jim Gordillo, previewing the 2022 high school football season. Jim, we were talking about Bloomington North and Bloomington South. Now it's time to talk about the Edgewood Mustangs. Two and eight last season for second year coach Caleb True. Sounds like it's going to be a uh, another uphill battle for the Mustangs, but they ain't got lucky they play their first four weeks now at home with their game at Mitchell being switched from a road game to a home game. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that'll be a good thing for them, not having to travel there. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, that, that week three game that they uh, lost with Indianapolis, Washington, and, and, you know, they had to go and luck, they got lucky, filled it with a team from the Kankakee area, Piatone. Unfortunately for them, <laughs> you know, they – you know, that Piatone team uh, uh, comes out of probably one of the best 2A, 3A conferences in Illinois. In fact, one of their conference members won the uh, 2A state title last year, and they only lost to them 10 to nothing. So that's it's going to be a quality opponent for them. You know, Edgewood's, again, it's, there's still feel like they're in this experimentation process. You know, you go through last year, you know, you, you know Caleb brings in that new offense, you got to get used to running that. And then you come back this year, you're starting quarterback, uh, Jacob Lanning is ineligible. So now you're turning to a sophomore, sorry, Jacob Murphy to, to run again, kind of a variation of what they ran in last year, going to from what I've been told more of a pistol formation type of thing, kind of realizing that, you know, it was just tough for them to match up physically to going toe to toe with teams like Sullivan and Northview and, and India Creek, you know, they, Owen Valley, I mean, they really struggled in those games because they had a ground-based offense and just couldn't get that ground game going against the likes of Monrovia and whatnot. So I think they've decided to see if they could throw the ball a little bit, go to more of a spread game, because that's the thing. The key to that offense, if you don't have very physical, big, strong front line, you're going to struggle with that. And obviously, they've got a couple of pretty good guys with Chris Davis and Gabe Novak back, but that's going to be an area long term that they've they've really got to start beefing things up. Literally, they, you know they do have some weapons back, Andrew Good and some things like that. You know, got him back in more you know kind of a slot wing, I guess wing back type situation. And yeah, I think there's going to be uh, again you're going to see a few. You may see some more struggles this year as they kind of uh, adapt to something new. But I, I think it's a step in the right direction that that he's got a uh, full complement of coaching staff to to help them get things put in and. And to kind of help them zoom in on some of those details, the little things that, that get overlooked when you just don't have the assistant coaches that you should have out there. Well, and your sectional is also very difficult now because you've been put to 4A with 
BNL, East Central, Greenwood, Jennings County, Martinsville, Shelbyville, and Silver Creek. So that's going to be a step up for the Mustangs for the next two years. But it's going to be very hard to navigate that sectional with those well, quality teams. Yeah, I, well, you know, and the thing is, is that even with that sectional, when you look beyond, obviously East Central is a team that everyone's got to go through. I mean, they blasted Martinsville last year. They're a team that they've got just they've just got things rolling. They're a state contender every year in that class. But beyond those two, nobody else in that sectional had a winning record last year. So if you're Edgewood, if you get the right draw, you got to be thinking if we get things together and we get things rolling by the end of the year, that you can make a run depending on, on who you're up against uh, in, in the first couple of rounds. Switching to Eastern Green, we cover the Thunderbirds as well. Travis Ray is in his second year. He coached in 2018, 6-4. Eastern, of course, struggled the last three years going 1-9 and nine each of those seasons. Of course, they made the state finals in 2017. They always have a rough schedule. You think they're definitely going to be an improvement from last year? I, I, I think so. I, I think when Travis Ray steps in there, obviously he's familiar with that area, familiar with the kids. He, he saw what it took to get that team to a state championship game. You know, he coached at Bloomington North. You know, Danny Teakin, he brought him back in there as his offensive coordinator. Played 40 plus years of experience there to, to work with his quarterback and to implement. His new offensive, you know, the, the kind of spread stuff that they want to run. Obviously, with Ray as the, you know, in charge of the defense, so uh, did a great job, you know, you know, with that when when he was there at Eastern, and with the staff that he's brought in, I, I think that's going to be a, a big lift to those kids. You can just kind of tell over there um, the level of enthusiasm and the, the expectations went up when he was hired. That's kind of a double-edged sword, as, as Travis kind of told me the other day. All of a sudden, people start getting visions of what happened back in 17, 16. Uh, again, well, it's going to take some time to get there. And it's also going to take the kids to get there. You know, right now, he's he's got a little over right around 40-some kids. And those kids that he's got over there have won one game every year of their high school careers. There's a lot of things you've got to turn around over there. And obviously you're introducing a lot of new stuff this year. You're still got a team that doesn't have a lot of seniors on it, but you've got a lot of sophomores that started and played last year and a lot of juniors who are now three year starters. So you have to expect, even with the tough schedule that they got that, yeah, are they going to win a lot more games? I don't know about that yet. I expect to see a lot fewer 42 to nothing games this year. I think they're going to be a lot more competitive with most of the, the teams on their schedule this year. Want to just quickly hit on the rivalry games, Bloomington North, Bloomington South in week four, Edgewood and Owen Valley in week four, Eastern Green and Lynn in week eight. Beside those three games, is there another game this season that you're really looking forward to? You know, obviously, anytime you have South and North play Columbus North the last few years, that's kind of been a marker game for them. That's going to be interesting because obviously for the first time in a while, you know, Tim Bless is not the head coach over there. So even Scott's a little bit in the dark as to what they might be doing, you know, as the season goes along. But yeah, I think for them, that, that's a big, that, that's always going to be a big game because I think, yeah, it's a six, a school. They know they've got to be really good because they're in the same sectional as center Grove. So I, I think that's, that's a, that's always an interesting game to kind of get a really good feel of how, how good are these teams, you know, these, the, you know, North and South, uh, when it comes to, you know, playing some of the, the, you know, better how how will they match up with some of the better squads in the in the state? So, 
Well, Jim, I, I look forward to high school football starting off here August the 19th. A lot of good games, a lot of good teams, and I thank you very much for the time and, and look forward to your coverage in the Bloomington Herald Times, and thank you for joining me, and we'll definitely do this again soon with basketball just around the corner in a couple yeah, months. Be, be here before we know it, just like football season. <laughs> Got here before you knew it. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. All righty. Thanks, Nick. My thanks to Jim Gordillo for being my guest this week. And IU Sports Men's Soccer plays their second exhibition game tomorrow night at 7.30 at Grand Park in Westfield against Bowling Green. Women's Soccer is at West Virginia on Thursday, 7 o'clock to open the regular season. Friday, Field Hockey hosts Ball State in a scrimmage at 1 o'clock. Men's Soccer is at Louisville for their third and final exhibition game at 7.30 on Saturday Field hockey hosts the Cream and Crimson scrimmage at 3. Volleyball hosts the Cream and Crimson scrimmage at 4 o'clock. And women's soccer is at Virginia Tech at noon on Sunday. Thank you for joining us and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.